Welcome to the Vegan Life Coach Podcast, where we coach you to coach yourself. And now it's time to become plan empowered with your co-hosts, 25-year vegan Ella Majors and mindset master Stephanie Aguilar. Hey, hey, Empowered Vegan Lifers, Ella here with my co-host, hey, Stephanie. Hey, Ella, happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I and I see didn't this, realize. It does not appear as though you are wearing green. Well, I don't see your green. I'm not wearing green either. <laughs> okay. I have green eyes. So I just always wear my, I always uh, wear my eyes. Well, I kind, not really. I kind of have green eyes. Oh. Well, you can't pinch me through the, through the computer screen. Did you used to do that? Pinch you through the computer screen? No. (laughs) (laughs) Pinch you. Yeah. Is that a thing everywhere? I, yeah, yeah, I think so. When I was in elementary school, that was the, that was the big thing. Oh, I do remember that too. And then you had to say, I'm wearing green underwear and I'm not showing you. I totally remember that. I can totally relate. That's great. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day to you too. Well, thank you. Do you have any big plans? Nope. 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 I'm going <laughs> to cuddle on the couch with Hemi. That's what I'm going to do tonight. This used to be one of my favorite holidays. Mine too. It just was so much fun. I mean, everybody was just out to have fun. Yes. And it always ended up just being a blast. I have always liked it. The last couple of years, not so much. Yeah, I agree. It kind of loses its luster, you know, eventually. And the pandemic doesn't help. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Last year at this time, we were, we were right at the, towards the beginning of, you know, that, that time when people were like, oh, maybe two weeks, <laughs> we need to stay, stay inside. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. In fact, my best friend and I were talking about, we were actually on a work trip to Omaha, Nebraska, and we were just talking about that day. Everybody remembers that day, you know, where you started getting alerts on your phone and things were closing and you realized travel was, you know, in jeopardy and the NBA was closing down and Disney world was closing down. I mean, all these things were happening and it was just such a surreal experience. Mm-hmm. And we started thinking, are we going to be able to get home? Should we leave now? Should we go get toilet paper? I mean, what, <laughs> what's, you know, what is going on? It just felt yeah. very strange and yeah. a little apocalyptic. It did. And same, just even now I took my mother to get her second shot on Sunday. And the location we have to do that right now uh, is the Hard Rock Stadium, which is where the Dolphins play football. So it's it's a massive location that can service a lot of people. Well, I took a video video because this is so Miami. So they had enough, there, there weren't that many cars there, but they had enough orange cones. It was like, you were going through a racetrack. It's set up. They were, had it set up. My mother was like, I, I wouldn't be able to do this on my own. It was a sea of orange cones. All you could see was orange cones and there weren't cars in the orange cones, but you had to like navigate through it. I swear you had to go a mile weaving through (laughs) in and out of orange cones um, to get to the station where they checked you in. And yeah, just that moment Sunday of 
being in line and seeing all these people and then all the all the the National Guard was there and mm-hmm. you know the the nurses and doctors that had you know all the protection on and they're coming over it, you really do feel like you're kind of in a movie yeah right one of those outbreak outbreak kind of or contagion or yes, yes. so true so yes. true still a year mm-hmm. later amazing incredible yeah but I'm I'm really glad things are starting to starting to open up and get back to normal me too. Our new normal still it's still going to be a new normal yeah absolutely Absolutely. But I think there's going to be some good things that come out of this. You know, we've, I think that at least for my family and the people that, you know, that I know, they've kind of realized what's really important to them and decided to slow down a little bit. And there's that aspect of it. But then there's also the health aspect of it too, you know, trying to just be as healthy as we can possibly be, you know, just give ourselves boosts of nutrition and movement throughout the day so that we can just stay healthy and give our immune systems a fighting chance against the barrage. So agreed. Agreed. Speaking of nutrition, I had a random thought this morning. Oh yeah. Tell me. I love your random thoughts. My favorite thing. (laughs) Okay. Well, this one has to do with tea bags. And I'm realizing when I just said that, that some people might have different thoughts on their mind. I'm actually talking about a green tea bag that uh, I make green tea out of. And I just, I was just wondering, so lately I've been using a little oat milk creamer Mm -hmm. and a little bit of monk fruit sweetener in my green tea when I do drink it in the mornings, which doesn't happen every morning anymore because I take the live ultimate and I have so much energy, but sometimes I just want to sip on something and green tea has lots of health benefits and antioxidants. And so I certainly don't feel bad. I feel good drinking green tea, but it does give me a little extra, a little extra energy as well. But I always just leave the tea bag in there. I just put it in and I sip it and I know it's getting stronger and continues to get stronger. But I always think, well, the stronger, the better. That's just kind of my my all or nothing brain kicking in. Um, but I know other people do not keep their tea bags soaking that they actually, you know, that's what there's a spoon in a little uh, what is it? The the cup underneath the, the plate the saucer. under the saucer. Thank you. Thank you. They have the little saucer. And so I think, you know, traditionally the appropriate thing to do if we're being proper is to take the tea bag out. Is that correct? Or am I just making things up in my head? Yeah, no, actually that's correct. You should now I love tea. I love it, love it, love it. So I'm a little bit of a tea snob. Well, good, because I'm not. Okay. All right. So yeah, you should steep it for, I think it's three to five minutes for green tea. Different teas have different times and actually it should be, your water should be at a certain temperature too, to make when you, when you actually pour the water over the tea bag. Oh, not just boiling water. Yeah, no, I I would have to look up what green tea is, but no, I think it's a, I don't think, I think green tea is actually much less than boiling. This is fascinating. Yes. I am so glad I had this random thought with you. I am too. I am not, I'm not around tea lovers that much. I know Anne's also a tea lover, but she's not around. So this is fantastic. Okay. What else do I need to know about green tea? So the fact that this, that I'm drinking green tea, that I poured boiling water over and it has been steeping for three hours. 
not proper. Well, it's not proper, but if you like it that way, I don't think there's anything wrong. wrong with it. <laughs> but no, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask for tea with the queen with a sleeping okay. tea bag. I got it. And would you do, do you reuse a tea bag? If you only steep it for three to five minutes, isn't there still tea there left? Yes. Yeah. Actually, you can reuse your tea bags. I actually, I will give you the the best tip that anybody's ever given me about tea is to get loose leaf. Mm. Loose leaf tea is is so much better ah. than the tea bag. The flavor is better. I think there's better antioxidant properties in some of them. And the blends are amazing. So I would spend just a little bit more and do do loose leaf tea. And if you do loose leaf tea, you can probably use the tea leaves two to three times. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to, I'm about to run out of the green tea that I have now. It's just a organic sencha. Oh yeah. Nice. But I will look for some, some blends. Maybe you can send me some suggestions. Yeah, I will. Amazing. What else, what else is going on? Healthy habits, healthy habits. Yeah. I just say that we had our breathing this morning. And I think when this comes out, we will not be doing our breathing anymore in the empowered vegan life group, but we are going to keep up in vegan life coach Academy. And I'm going to lead it continue at least the next month. We'll go month by month. I'm going to lead it every Wednesday. Uh, We're going to change the time a little bit. Then I also would like to, and we haven't, well, we will have told them by the time this comes out, um, add a little bit of seated stretching afterwards and, mm. and a plank to start uh, with a plank. So what a nice. great little morning, miracle morning routine to do breathing followed by a little stretching that could all take followed by the plank taking 15 minutes total. Oh yeah. Yeah. What a great start to the morning. Yes. And at 5 30 AM this morning, two people joined. For the breathing. And do you know what those two people had in common? I'm going to, well, there's lots of funny answers that come to mind, but what I'm going to say is I bet they were both graduates of our six week program. Oh my gosh. You guys, this was not planned. Yes. Really? Yes. Wendy and Suzanne. Oh. 5 30 AM. And for Wendy, I believe it's like four 30. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like it is. It is earlier. So I just just want to give a shout out to those people and and the power of that six week program. I mean, yeah, the the fact that they did the work, you know, they came in and did the work to reprogram their minds and they're now able to make conscious choices that they know will serve them, not because of willpower. Yeah but really because they have unconditional love for themselves. They have respect for their bodies and they own their worth, the worthiness they have of the work it takes to do these healthy things, which then do become habits, which then do not take so much work anymore over time. And they're willing to put in that work. Yeah. Isn't that just phenomenal? And you know, what's really amazing about that is that they are continuing these healthy habits. You know, they don't need a program anymore right now. They, yes. they are continuing these habits. And can you think of two women you'd rather start the day with? No. I mean, no. just phenomenal, phenomenal people yeah. to begin a day with. Yeah. And I, I will say, you know, this was 
they're part of now Vegan Life Coach Academy. So one of the great things that we've done was make sure to transition them from the six-week intensive to Vegan Life Coach Academy as as a transition and as a place for continued support. So, you know, that's what we're doing. And and when we launch again, I think that that seems to be a winning formula. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just such a a great community to be in. And, you know, I think that that connection is just monumentally important now more than ever, really. But keeping connected, that support is amazing. The encouragement and then just just being with a community of like-minded people. You can't underestimate the power of that. Yes. And we are opening up Vegan Life Coach Academy again soon. Oh, good deal. If you're not on the wait list yet, and if you're not in Empowered Vegan Life, our free Facebook group, get with the program, get in there. Um, We are hosting a free uh, cooking class as well. Oh, with with Veggie Chick. Yes. Yes. Veggie Chick with uh, Kristen McKamey. All right. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I know. Everyone needs to go listen to our podcast episode. Yes. With Kristen. Yes. Let's put that in the show notes. Absolutely. Well, shall we get into it? Let's do it. All right. We are talking today. We're kind of dialing it back and and getting back to the basics because I think that's important for us to do sometime. We've got listeners, you know, that are just in the beginning of their transition journey. Uh, We've got listeners who have been vegan for longer than I have which is saying a lot. Um, so all different levels here. Um, but what we're talking about is, is the five steps for transitioning, not just to a healthy lifestyle and not just to a vegan lifestyle, but to a healthy vegan lifestyle. So we can always get healthier, right? So yeah. this is even for the vegans out there. Um, so a little, little bit for everybody. Number one is a knowledge of nutrition which is maybe the most obvious. So we're kind of getting it out of the way as step number one, because in order to make conscious choices, that's something that you need to have, that knowledge of nutrition, why eating plant-based, why eating plant-exclusive, why eating whole foods is so important, is the way to go. It has all the benefits, What, how that food affects you and in your body and your health, short-term with your energy, long-term with your you know, quality of life and your aging, slowing down that aging process. So super important. Also the easiest part. It is the easiest part. It is the easiest part, but it's, it, you're right. It is incredibly important to know, to really dig in and know about nutrition. I've, I've heard so many people say that they stopped they stopped their transition. They decided to go back to an Omni lifestyle because they weren't healthy. And then, you know, my question has always been, well, what, what were you actually putting in your body? You know, because I think that that knowledge is incredibly, incredibly important to have that foundation. Because if you don't know what you're doing, then of course you're going to be unhealthy, just like you would be on an Omni diet as well. So Absolutely. And it's, it's a given. And, and it is confusing out there, you know, before we had so little information about plant-based nutrition, (laughs) and now we have so much information that it is very overwhelming. We have a course that we give our vegan life coach Academy members access to on plant-based nutrition. It kind of breaks it down, simplifies it, you know, makes it very clear. Also, I think uh, the physician's 
Committee for Responsible Medicine, PCRM is a great resource because those are physicians. So there are lots of resources out there. Joining Vegan Life Coach Academy is one of those ways that you can get access to, to our course as well. Number two is knowing your values and acting in alignment with them. Mm-hmm. And I think this is extra important for a healthy vegan lifestyle because the word vegan is different than plant-based diet. And the word vegan implies, or not even subtly, what it is, is living in alignment with the value of compassion for animals and, you know, avoiding supporting the exploitation of animals and really spreading love to all beings on this earth and, Mm. and not exploiting them. So if, if that's a value of yours, that is going to lend its hand greatly to making that transition. It, it's part of your why. And you talk about that a lot, Stephanie, the why. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think knowing the why and getting very, very clear on what that is for you, it, it really helps you to, to make decisions in the moment, you know, because so much of what we put in our body, so many things that we buy we don't necessarily plan for that, but if you actually live by a set of ethics, you know, if you are buying uh, food at a grocery store that is in line with your ethics, you know, you don't want to harm animals any longer. You want to spread love and peace. You want to do what's right for our environment. You want to do what's best for your body. Then that's different. You know, then, then it's pretty easy to, uh, to pass up you know, some of those things that maybe you bought before that were based on impulses rather exactly. than decisions. That's such a great point. The impulse control, as we would normally call it, we, mm-hmm. we really talk about making conscious choices, which means we have to get out of our programming yeah. and get into our conscious mind where we can have thoughts, we can have the power over those thoughts and then make decisions based on those thoughts that are really who we are, that yeah. weren't programmed in there. You know, when we were a kid by someone else telling us we were stupid. And then we go on just with this core belief that we're stupid our whole lives, right? right? Until we get to that place where we can say, hey, why do I think I'm stupid? That's not who I am. I get to choose who I am. Right, right. And when you live in line with your values, you get to choose who you are several times a day. Yes. Over and over and over and over again. And and I think that's just such a beautiful place to be. You're not just falling into something. You are making conscious choices moment to moment based on you know your ethics. And that's that's an, that's a really beautiful way to live. Yeah. I mean what what do we do in this podcast? We coach you to coach yourself. Yes. Because that is true empowerment. That's what yeah. we're talking about here. Absolutely. Cool. What's number three? Uh, Number three is discovering how to put into practice all of this in a really sustainable way. And I love the word discovering for this one because it really is a process. It really isn't one day you should expect perfection out of yourself. You know, it is finding out how you can transition to a healthy vegan lifestyle. And and along with that, you might try some different things and that's okay. You know, you might try transitioning all of your food at once and then, you know, 
decide moment to moment or big purchase to big purchase, you know, how you're going to incorporate now vegan products into your life. Or maybe you want to start with a healthy breakfast. You know, you get get that bang of nutrition in for breakfast on one week and the next week add in lunch and then the third week add in dinner. You know, it's all about transition. It's all about process and it's all about discovery so that this becomes your life. Just simply going gangbusters doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's, it's okay. That whole idea of progress, not perfection, I think mm-hmm. is really, really important. Yes. Yep. And I think one of the main reasons people worry about their ability to go vegan is because almost everybody's pressed for time. Right. Yes. And there's this misconception that being vegan takes up so much time and it can, but it doesn't have to. Right. And that's one of the things we teach with our meal mapping episode, what I call effort recipes, Mm -hmm. where you really learn, you get to that place where you have keep your kitchen stocked with staples. You can just throw things together because that's part of your effort recipe book, you know, that you can yes. just throw things together without hardly thinking that, you know, are going to be healthy and delicious. Number four is developing self-love and respect for your body and yourself, because this is what's needed to make those conscious and mindful choices consistently and prevent self-sabotage. Yeah. Because all the knowledge in the world is useless. If you don't have control over your own choices, <laughs> so over true. your own decisions, if you reach for the chips when there's an apple sitting on the counter and you know that apple would give you the energy that you need, would fill your body with nutrition and you choose the chips anyway. And then what do you do? You enjoy them for a second, maybe, or maybe you're already feeling guilty. And then what happens afterwards? You feel guilty. You don't feel good. You didn't do, you didn't make the decision that you knew was best for your body. Not to say you always have to, but if you're doing that, not consciously out of emotions to escape or numb your emotions, then all the knowledge in the world doesn't matter. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. You know, when we make those decisions from a place of love and respect for ourselves, it really changes everything. You know, and and I think it's really very cyclical because I think, you know, once we choose a vegan life and we no longer put junk and suffering in our bodies, automatically we're really um, starting to heal our souls, you know, and automatically we have that love and respect already starting to really grow. And then when we're very intentional about growing that self-love and respect, then it just becomes this beautiful cycle and you make different choices. Such a good point. And and there's two ways to go about it. There's the really focusing on building the self-love first, Mm -hmm. or it's about taking the actions, getting into action, taking the actions, you know, that will serve you and having that assist you in growing that self-love because of what you just said. Stephanie. And I think, I think we can, it can go either way. And what you always talk about motivation, often following action. Yeah. Right. It's along the same lines, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We wait, we wait to be inspired and sometimes those feelings just don't come. So sometimes it's really about just taking that first step, taking action. 
and the inspiration will come after that. Thousand percent. What's number five? Our last one. (laughs) So number five is getting in tune with your body, which I think really naturally flows from that self-love and respect. Yep. Our bodies are, are brilliant. Yeah. Our bodies know what we need. We've just learned to ignore our bodies and trust other people to tell us what to do with our bodies through, you know, dieting. That's somebody making up a way you should, that's trigger word should eat Mm -hmm. and us deciding that we're going to follow that person's plan, ignore our body's plan and rely on numbers, macro counts, calories, you know, exhaust ourselves, use our energy spent on counting daily instead of all the things that are really important to us when, when our bodies already know. And we have to first discover how to get back in tune with our bodies because also food addictions, you know, so many people addicted to sugar, right? And Mm -hmm. then, you know, that stopping eating refined sugar is what's best for your health. But what is your body going to say? immediately give me sugar. I want sugar. Right. Right. So so we have to, there's, there's some caveats here. We have to take into consideration to really learn what the difference is between a food addiction Mm -hmm. and really getting in tune with your body so that it can tell you when you really are hungry, when you really are full, what you need to eat, to have the energy sustain you through whatever your schedule is that day. I know exactly how many chickpeas I need to eat. And I'm not talking about sitting there ch- counting chickpeas, <laughs> but I, I can pour chickpeas in a bowl. And I know if I'm going to work out in four hours, I know, you know, how many chickpeas I need to eat to be able to get through that workout, to feel strong, not to feel hungry. I don't like feeling hungry. Right. So exactly. I don't feel hungry. I really work towards setting myself up to succeed through because I, I now know and trust my body and it trusts me. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I think so many of us have ignored our hunger signals for so long yes. because we weren't supposed to eat. It wasn't time to eat or we, you know, we ate just an hour and a half ago. My body can't possibly know I'm hungry. I, you know, this, this book knows better than my body does. And it really is about allowing your body time to trust you as you're and- learning to trust your body. Exactly. And it, and it is scary. It can be very scary. I remember when yeah. Valerie came on board of our, yeah. our coaching program and she had lost hundred pounds through mm-hmm. very strict dieting through very strict macro counting that she was able to follow using her willpower for a very long time, but she didn't want to live like that anymore. Right. And she came to us not because she needed to lose weight, but because she wanted to stop counting and was terrified of gaining that weight back. Yeah. And she trusted us, Stephanie. I'm just still just so grateful to her for being willing to trust the process. And she came in and she trusted the process and she followed the process and she did the work. And she is now, I think two years, no counting, no getting on the scale not stressing about food, having food be a enjoyable part of her life. And she has not gained the weight back. Mm -hmm. She's feeling and and looking better than ever. Yeah. I love those stories. (laughs) Me too. They're not few and far between either. (laughs) Got a million. We sure do. We sure do. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's going to do it for us today. I hope that helps you guys. We also have a blog post that we write about this and we have comments in the blog post. We also have a place in Empowered Vegan Life where we share these episodes and discuss them. So if you're not a part of our Empowered Vegan Life group, definitely join us now. We'll put the link in the show notes as well as a link to get on the Vegan Life Coach Academy waitlist so you can join us there as soon as we open those doors. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Until next time. Until next time.